Internets, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by The Remix. Dr. James Patterson looks at how race, culture, and politics collide with guests you won't see in the mainstream news cycle. Artists, opinion makers, movement leaders. From Black Lives Matter with a RZA to hip-hop authenticity with Macklemore. Real talk and fresh perspective on The Remix. Available on iTunes and other podcast apps. Yo, internets, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, combatjackshow.com. I mean, there's so much shit that we could talk about right now. Yeah. Um, I'm post South by Southwest. South by Southwest 2016 was incredible. Um, shout out to the good people at Fader Fort that flew me down. Um, Prius Arcade was crazy. Shout out to Wingstop. Yo, they had a nigga out there selling chicken, internets. And I was happy doing it. Listen, um, shit, what else? A-King is not on deck tonight. I don't know where the fuck he is. He OD'd on Wingstop. Yeah, I don't know. Jonathan Mena is in the next room taping that crazy-ass motherfucker uh, tax stone and tax season. But one of my highlights, and my voice sounds kind of crazy because, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So does mine, man. Yo, listen. One of the highlights of being down at South by Southwest was running into Static Selector. And I don't know what it is about you, Stat, but whenever I run into you, man, I just get a big smile and I just give you a big hug. And then we talk about when you're coming back on the Combat Jack and show. Drink, and and then, then we drink. That's why you like fuck with me because a lot of these people don't know how to hang with that. Now, what happened to your voice, man? South by Southwest. Southwest? How is that Duce treating you, man? It's wonderful. You know, it's always... Um, my voice is always raspy to a degree. Right. But right now I feel like I feel like I'm fifty year old DJ Premier. Happy birthday, Premier. Happy birthday, Premier. That, that's 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 a lot of that's a lot of um do say, man. You need some chaser with that, man. I mean, let's do it. Let man. me let me crack open this monster right here, man. Uh, hey, pause, pause that. Right. Hey, are we still do I just told the internets today that I stopped playing the pause game. Nah, if it's too much. Wait, let me crack that open. The Monster Energy Drink. Let's go. Listen. So you got to say things fully. Listen. Listen. I, I want to give a shout out to my great friends over at Monster. I love this drink right here. Yo, let's jump into the show. Static, man. Yeah. What were you doing down in South by Southwest that caused you to, to lose your voice, my well, dude? Oh, I thought you just were going to say. Well, what you were you going doing? like this. I was about to say pause. No, no, no. Oh, hey, yo. <laughs> so you, 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 were gonna, you started to say, what were you doing in South by Southwest? Yes. And I... I was going to say making money, something that artists don't do there. Right. But anyway, after that, you said to lose my voice. And I guess I can respond with making money. How were you making money down there? What, what, what were you doing down there? Doing events. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've been doing South by for 10 years. Really? So I paid my dues on that doing free show shit for a long right. time ago. But, um, you know, I did a show with West Side Gun and Conway. I heard that show was crazy. It was dope. It was funny because, like, the crowd was real. I think a lot of the people there didn't know what to expect right and um good luck and um they uh they really showed a lot of love to conway and west side that's dope it was a quick show too we right. ran it out then right after that i did uh the house of vans with joey badass we destroyed it really um so your life has changed recently man a lot man. like 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 you moved out of the crib the crazy crib the crazy bushwick. crib in bushwick 
I moved to Williamsburg. You're in Williamsburg Very right now. quiet. Yes. Um, you found a quiet place, place, place in Williamsburg? Oh, you wouldn't even believe it's Williamsburg. Right. It's quiet. Okay. It's quiet. You got, a, you got a, a brand new baby boy? Baby girl. Baby girl. How yeah. old is she? She's on eight months tomorrow. Okay. And then you got married. No, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't get married. Facts are a little bit off. Wait, wait, wait. Not you, a boy. Okay, it's a girl. okay, okay. And I didn't get married. Okay. But uh, yeah, I got engaged. Really? So, Congratulations, yeah. thank man. You, thank you. Now, how, how did you meet your girl, man? Um, I mean, I don't like to get too much into other people's personal business. Right. But she. And you know what's happened here before. No, I know. <laughs> what, what I want to say is uh, my girl is the sister of my longtime friend, Sony, mm-hmm. singer, Sony with an I. And those that know her, who her boyfriend is out there in the hip-hop world, a lot of people know, that's been my brother for a long time. Wow. So it's like real love in hip-hop. Right. But um, Like you came up with her for years. It's kinda. crazy. No, I never even met my girl now right. until very, very, very recently. Right. Like a couple of years. We've been together like three years. Right. And um, it's crazy because I've known her sister for like 15 years. Right. So it's, just, it's crazy how it came together. What is it about her that, that, that made you want to say, you know what, this life is fantastic. I'm out in Croatia and I'm doing these videos. Uh, I mean, and, she's awesome, but right. the, one of the main things from the beginning, because I did not want a relationship. Right. And Had you been in one before, like a yeah, long one? Yeah, I've been engaged twice now. So, really? Um, like but, you're a serial engager. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but this one, I mean, we got a baby now, so no matter right, what, right, 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 right. no matter what, it's, it's you know, for life. But right. um, she... Uh, she doesn't have no social media. She like didn't exist in my little like uh, world. She doesn't right. know anything about hip hop at all. Right. She doesn't have social media. What is she into? She's in what well, music wise? Yeah. She's into like um like not emo rock, but rock and roll, but she's like into like uh everything from Gwen Stefani okay. to um like poppy edge poppy. Nah, she she loves house music. Deep right. deep house. Okay, that's cool. She's kind of just all of she sings too. She's on my uh, she's on the song called Alarm Clock with Absol and um, Logic. Okay, on one of my albums. Okay, dope, 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 dope. But um, yeah, I mean, she just was something that didn't exist in my life, right? And that's a female that wasn't in the whole mix right. of social media, and um, she was just a really like. She's just a r- real person as far as, like, she's so kind it scares me sometimes. You know, isn't that scary when you meet somebody yeah, absolutely. that it's not But industry. that being said, right. I kind of turned into a uh, monster. She's a, speaking of monsters, like, I love What up, her, monster? But I kind of, like, turned her, like. She, You're turning her into a monster? She hates my guts. But nah, I love it to death. What do you mean she hates your guts? She is like when she met me. She's like, "Oh, I'm ready. I know what I'm signing up for." Right? Like, no, you don't. <laughs> did you did you put the guns away? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, I don't even, <laughs> yo, I don't even have no weapons in my house anymore, right. except some really nice kitchen knives. So you right. can still try some shit, but um, nah, I got I got rid of a lot of fuckery, like really? drugs. Right. Um, like there's not even marijuana in my crib. Do you still smoke weed? Yeah. I mean, that probably has something to do with my voice right, 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 right. too. But not. But you keep a clean put house. Put it this right way. Right. I, I haven't looked for weed in, in 15 years. Wow. Like, it's in front of me, I'll smoke. Right, right, right. So she sounds like a, a definite keeper, man, right? Absolutely. Your family's great. Um, you know, I'm blessed because honestly, I wouldn't have had a baby with anybody else. Right. Excellent. Yo, um, let's go back. And I know you've been on the show before. I, I probably asked you this before. Did you go to Exeter or did you just DJ? Nah, see, that's funny. Um, for those that don't know, Exeter. Phillips Exeter. Phillips Exeter is an academy for, pre- it's a prep school, high school. Um, for kids that basically guarantee go to Harvard, Princeton, all that. It's 1%. It's a 1% school. This is what happened. Absolutely. 
And uh, it's crazy because John Forte went there right yes. before me. But he, he got there on like a scholarship. Right, right, right. Um, so basically, I grew up in uh, Lawrence, Massachusetts, right? What up, A. King? What up, A. King? Which is, um, it's about 30 minutes north of Boston. Right. My parents got divorced, and my father, he worked at a company in New Hampshire. So just because my mom was just, she was like, she's been the best mom of all time. She moved just so I could be close to him. Mm. So like these, really? these two people that have been married for 16 years, right. I'm 10 at the time. They get divorced, and she like followed him up there just so I could be close to my father. Right. It's, it's very important that my father was in my life. Right. So um, basically, we moved to Exeter, New Hampshire, which happens to have Phillips there. College town. Yeah. No, it's not a college town. It's a prep school. These are high. It's a high that's, school. That's right. That's right. It's, so, but it's still kind of like a like. Doesn't the town revolve around? Yeah. No. Nah, well, they call this two things: there's townies mm -hmm. and there's the academy kids. Right. So you are always a used townie. You were a townie. Yeah, I was a townie right. by default. I moved up there for like the end of junior high school, and then I went to high school there. But every year they have a um, they have a radio station there, which since there's no there's no such thing as high school radio in the music industry. No. So they they were forced to be a college station. They reported to CMJ. This is back when all that mattered. So the kids in the, at my school they allow three people at the regular local high school to have shows every semester at Phillips. Right. So I was like, "What? We can do radio?" Like I was just so in love with the idea. Of, I used to sit in my room and pretend I was on the radio. Right. Now, so, were you DJing before, or were you? Nah, practicing? This is, I'm 13 years old. Right. 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 At this point. Damn, um, that's right. I keep forgetting this is high school. I got my first radio show. I was 13. Okay. So I wanted, you know, you had to bid for it and show why. I had to write an essay about why I should be on there. I used to call like people like Bobito, people like that off the, like I'd go on a record, look at the record, look at the phone number right. and call and just. Back when they had the phone numbers on the I'd show. i call Footwork. He owned a store in New York <laughs> called Footwork. Right. I'd be like, yo, Bob, can you do a drop for me? It was that easy. Right. I used to call the RZA when he, when he had a, a Razor Sharp offices. And they'd literally, I'd be like, hey, can I talk to Robert? And they Gaines? didn't know who the fuck they'd you were. they put me through. They didn't know who the fuck you I were. I had records sent to my house and right. all that. So basically, I won the radio show, and I did it for about three and a half years, for most of high school. Right. And um, after that, you know, so anyway, to answer your question, no, I did not go there. But that's why people might have thought I went there. And, uh, you know, that's. That school's this back then. It was fifty thousand dollars a semester. Right. I'm going to the local free area. Right, 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 right. But um, when I graduated from high school, I moved to Boston. I started DJing uh, Emerson College once in a while. Like right. they'd let me on once or twice a week, and then I started interning at 197 Boston. After a while doing that, they let me start DJing on there. I had to fight for that though. Yeah, I'm curious, man. What what is it about the Boston scene where you guys are definitely East Coast? You got definitely on the main line. But Boston has never really, and this is no shots, but Boston never really popped as a city. As far as having a... Just in, in terms in of Atlanta? like... Atlanta? Yeah. Huh? As far as being like in Atlanta, no. Yes. Or as far East, as hip-hop? Right. Look at it like this. Okay. We had... I mean, you got the whole um, All Money RSO from the okay. 80s and 90s. But we had Ed OG. Yes. Who has multiple classics and yes. went on to be a really successful indie artist right. after his major label deals. Mm -hmm. We have... The indie scene there that turned that really the same time Rockus was NYC, we had like Brick Records and all that. Okay, and even like Acrobatic ended up being on Rockus. Um, when Def Juck started LP's label, he had the Perceptionist, both from Boston. Right. Okay. That's Mr. Lift and Acrobatic. Right. Um, you got Seven Esoteric. You got the Show Off Movement, which was my team later right. on, which is Terminology Rex, 
I mean, a lot came from that. We we had rest in peace scientific because he was about to really blow, and he you know he passed away in '98. Um, but he was down with the RZA and right. Rado and all them. But we had like we had a lot of great rappers. No, you had a lot of great rappers, but I'm saying the movement, like yeah. you know, what I'm saying like. You're, you're not you're not seeing the city a lot in videos like that's that. like saying you don't see Jersey City in videos. It's right, like, it's just not a huge. I mean, city. but you have had Jersey. You've had Redman. No, you've had North. I said Jersey City. Jersey City. Okay, yeah, now nah, Newark, of course. You're right, right, right. But I'm just saying Boston is more like a Jersey City right. than it is a, a a Newark or something. Right. I mean, it's a small city. There's less than a million people in the actual city of Boston. Less than a million. Yeah. In the actual city, right. the Boston area is like five million. That's crazy, man. How'd you come up with your name, man? Did you come up with your name at thirteen? Nah, I was DJ Shorty B. Shorty B. Yeah. And then uh, D- how'd you say it? DJ Shorty B. It was before I even talked on mixtapes. Right. Um, How were they calling you though? No one was calling me nothing. I was thirteen. <laughs> yeah. DJ Shorty B. It was underground butter with DJ Shorty B. But um, yeah. And then I, I wanted a new name, and I was like, I'm gonna be DJ Static. Right. And then I found out about Static from uh, Denmark, Static from Philly, Static from Brooklyn. And I was like, damn. But I already started making a name for myself. So I was like, what am I going to do? And I DJed a party in the Bronx when I was 17 years old. It was the first party I ever DJed in New York. And this Jamaican artist was performing. He's like, what's your name? I was like, Static. He's like, he's like, select the Static, something, something. And I was like, what if I flip that around? To static, I knew it had something. to be something Jamaican, man. Yeah. I knew it had to be something Jamaican. But that being said, a lot of people... When I started to get popular later on, we're like, oh, we thought you were black because your name's Static Selector. Right. Pa. I'm not removed from that, though, because I grew up doing reggae. Like, from the age of 17 to 23, I did reggae parties on a regular basis. Like, when reggae was reggae, dancehall, I'm talking about, like, bookshelf rhythms, the the sail away. Mm -hmm. I was doing VP records marketing in all New England. I was very reggae involved. So it's not like I was just a random coming in and being like, oh, I'm going to use a reggae name with it. I was doing a lot of reggae. You were living that, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you miss doing reggae, man, or you still do reggae on your sets? Honestly, man, I look at reggae kind of worse than hip hop now because hip hop, you got the Kendricks, you got the, the Joey badasses, Mm. the, the quality stuff still there. The reggae, I don't know, man. A lot of it turned into like hip hop sounding stuff, mm. and I didn't like when that happened. But you know what? The people that listen to reggae in the seventies and eighties said the same thing when dancehall started right. turning. Because because I remember I, my when 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 reggae when 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 dancehall in the eighties was that groove, yeah. that Lone Ranger. I mean, I'm a little older, so it's yeah, the Lone yeah. Ranger, the Yellow Man who ruled the. And then that shit, the, the beats got all staccato, and it was like it took me a while yeah. to get get into that. See, shit. I love the nineties reggae, right. but everybody got their own. Right, 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 right. Yo, what is Select Vapor Liquids I see on your site, man? It's this company out of uh, Vancouver, and it's basically liquid you put in like a a vape, and you smoke it. It's like smoking. It's more healthy than smoking cigarettes. Right. But I don't smoke, so. But what is it? I just co-signed it because my father actually has throat cancer. And really? And all that. So From I, smoking cigarettes? He, yeah, for, for his whole life since he was like 12 years old. Fuck. And he's almost 80, and he, he got tubes. He can't even breathe he, on the machine. He, he does, he has Smoking that. is bad. Right, yes. So I was like, oh, is it, as long as it's a positive thing, right. and I know a lot of people smoke, I was all for it. So what other products do you have out there, man? Shit. Um, as far as that, there's four flavors. Okay, but I'm saying other pro- like. I make music, man. I know, I know. Because I'm, I'm looking at the, the the fucking vapor liquid. I'm like, what the fuck else? That's nah, you- cool. It's sold. I get I get little checks like, yeah. every week. But some some I, beer money? Nothing crazy. Yeah, not even. 
All right. But shout out to that company. They're really good. I just don't feel like I can dedicate too much time promoting it. Right. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. What's going on with the show, man? The show off radio show. Stays fuckery. We got a brand new studio, man. Shade 45. After 10 years, we have this like Has it been spaceship. 10 years? 10 years. Can you fucking believe that? Well, Shade 45 has been 11 to 12. Right. I've been on for 10 years. 10 years. Tell my audience what the show is about. If they don't necessarily know that I've been on the show, and that shit is a fucking zoo. My show is like if you take um, the the Stretch and Bobito show, mm-hmm. add in Howard Stern and some porn stars, mm-hmm. add in a bar. Yes, like a lot of Hennessy, mm-hmm. a lot of Ducey. Mm-hmm. Um, you add in um, a comedian, comedians, movie stars, random athletes. Well, who's the Spanish kid I always see there, man? The- Destroy. Destroy. Shout out to Destroy. He like, was in the arsonist back in the day. He, now, he does TV and shit? He does TV. He does a lot of stand-up. Yo, comedy. your man is always animated, man. Yeah. He don't drink either. That, tell him to sit the fuck down. <laughs> Every time I'm in the studio, he's like, hey, I got another joke for you. Let me pull a rabbit out of my hat. I'm like, yo, chill, bitch. <laughs> chill. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm you know I'm going against a oh, comedian, and you know I, I fuck with him, but just just nigga, just chill out. <laughs> Who else is on the show? Uh, Sammy Needles. Mm-hmm. He's been part of it since the beginning, right? And um, that's pretty much it right now. Okay. Um, oh, free Wise P because Wise P's part of the show. Wise P, he, you know he's fighting pimping charges. Yo, how long has Wise P been away, man? It's complicated. Yo, really, Wise P. They're doing the same thing to him. They're doing to Bobby Schmurder. They keep denying the bail. Really, he already served a year for. He was actually in court for like his third DUI, right? And they came in during the case and arrested him to make like a. When they want to make an example out of you, they'll do it, and they did that to him during that. Is pimping that serious? I mean, if. I mean, I guess I don't want to talk too much about that, but as far yes, it's it's serious because if now I know human trafficking, wise, wise is a hip hop artist, yes. So he knows a lot. Wise P rapped on 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 Jay Z's album. Oh yeah, he was signed to Rockefeller. Signed to Rockefeller, like he he got Grammys. Yes. So wise is this. I'm gonna say this. He's a hip hop artist. He raps about what he knows. Mm -hmm. That being said. There's a lot of other piece of shit pimps out here. They got like 16-year-old girls working for them. Mm. That's when the charges get serious. Right. Now, Wise knows nothing about that. There's never right. been anything about any of that. Right. I've been there for a lot of shit, but I do know that he has nothing to do with that because that's when they start talking about human trafficking right. and shit. When it's so people- that's when it gets serious. Right. He's going to beat all that because he never did that. Right. Everything else he's dealing with, I'm just going to say this, man. I love YSP to death. He's, it's way beyond hip-hop. That's my bro, and uh, his trial starts soon. Yo, every time I go to the show, every time I'm listening to the show, it's wild. What's been the wildest moment on the show off radio? <laughs> wildest. Wildest? Somebody take a shit on the, on the console? Nah. <laughs> that, would, that would end up in a major fight. That would be a messy fight, though. Yeah. What, are you doing? what do you do when someone takes a shit or like pisses somewhere? You can't necessarily hit them because you're gonna I'm get not, shit on I'm you. I'm not touching, and you get ge- some pee on your jeans. One time, shit. there was a rapper, very good friend of mine. Okay. And I come upstairs when I lived at the old the fuckery house. Right. I come upstairs, and he's pissing in my girl's bag. What? But did he you, would, no, but he was like, he thought he was in the bathroom. Did you hit him? No, because I'm like, bro, it's family. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? And he just looks at me. What goes, kind of bag? He goes, I'm going to the bathroom. What kind of bag? I think back then it was a coach bag. So What? Still, though. It's a coach bag. Uh, still. I mean, now the new situation would have been a fucking $5,000 <laughs> yeah. Louis bag. Right, right. But um, back then, I was just like, bro, what are you doing? 
And he just looked at me. He's like, go in the bathroom. I'm like, fam, we're in the bedroom. What was wrong with him? He was just that blackout drunk. Right. And I've heard of other people doing shit So he, like he, he thought zipping open the bag he thought was, it was, the toilet. was lifting the he toilet? Thought, he thought it was the toilet. And I believe that like to this day because I've seen other people. I've seen my other man fucking piss on his, ki- on his own kitchen table thinking it was. That's what that. What? That liquor will fuck you up. Bro. What? No. That's I don't a know. a lot of liquor. No. No. On his kitchen table? But. What'd you tell that the being girl? said, what do you do? What do you hit him and get pissed all over you? You, you know, still like, yeah, <laughs> well, especially on, when you hit him and he turns around. Yo, what, what did you tell your girl, my dude? She got another bag. I don't know. Yeah, but but what's the wildest moment on your show? On my show, yes. <sighs> um, Felatio, of course that goes. Nah, on. that happened once though. Once and uh, actually, fuck it, I'll just say it. Lord Sear did that and he got everybody in trouble. Like really, they, they, they put curtains around. The, I heard the girl's husband watched. Wait a minute. She was a porn star. Wait, okay. I mean, when you're a porn star and you, someone's dumb enough to marry you, yeah. like a dude that doesn't do porn, then you're going then to he's suck. he's just a sucker cock. anyway. Yeah, right, in, fr- in front of the... So who cares if well, he you, Is it. he a sucker or are they business nah, partners? You know, these dudes are all suckers. And okay. Some of them come... They come to the, my show all the time with... Um, with different porn stars. So they're like, week, are, the, are the guys like fame seekers? Are they like fame They're whores? just weirdos, man. Who gets off on that? Like, right. who, I don't get that. I, I mean, I guess that's the I mean, opposite of pimping. I guess there's a lane unless for... You're, no, unless he's getting paid, then you're pimping. Some dudes get paid, I mean, get 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 their kicks off of being cuckolds. Is that what they call them, nah, cuckolds? That's weird, man. I can't fuck with that. If, if like... Was he was he crying? Because Lord Sear, that's a lot. No, to, that's a lot to get through, my dude. Oh, I can't even. I can't even visualize that. That's just a lot of. That's hen- a lot of. Lifting. a lot of Hennessy and crumbs and all that. Like, uh, and moving and and sense and yo. Sears, my brother. Sears about to come on the show too. That's I, awesome. I, I spoke to Sears. Tell him I told you that story. No, I will, man. You know why I'm saying this, Sears? Because a couple weeks ago he brought up that story in the wrong situation. So that's why I'm doing it now. But anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ten years strong, right? That wasn't my show, though. I'm trying to think of my show. Yeah, take, think of your show. My show. Um, shit, we got tattoos on there one time. I was there one time when they were doing yeah, tattoos. Yeah, they got really upset at me about that. Really? Yeah. How are the politics in that building, man? It's, I mean, it's it's a it's a corporate office. It's Rockefeller right. Center. Right, like, but it's fucking Howard that. Stern also. Yeah, but even Howard, had to, when he came on Sirius, he had to chill way the fuck out. Like, he thought he was coming into just a... Free, free for all, right. Yeah, I heard that he had to chill out. But. Right. Get away with a lot, man. The curtains are there. Right. So, like, we've had naked push-ups. We've had girls put things in the crevices. We've mm. had all kinds of shit. Boofing. But that's nothing to me, though. Like, I'm trying to think of some next-level shit. And I just, I don't know. No, no shit that you ever just, oh, and you just fucking walked out. Fights. Stains. Like. Stains. There's been situations where, like, a porn star will be on the show. She'll get naked. She leaves, and we go to, like, clean up in this disgustingness fluids all kinds of shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yo that shit is crazy man now let's go into some uh, some shit that you've been involved in man uh, recently well not that recent well, last year um, Earl Sweatshirt yeah said something about Eminem that was that was very recently right um, all he said was he said something along he said the lines. if you still follow Eminem you drink way too much Mountain Dew and probably need to like come home from the army now let me tell you why. And you caught a, you caught a fence with that. Corny as fuck that he said that. Mm-hmm. One Eminem is arguably I don't care what fucking hood what corner of the globe you're from. I don't care what what you do, what you think about hip hop. Eminem is arguably the best rapper of all time. You can put him in the conversation with anyone ever. Secondly, one of the best. 
bro, I'll put him against anyone. I'm talking about when in their prime, put him in, no, even whenever. I'm talking about M versus anyone lyrically. Not like I'm not mm. talking about anything, mm. but lyrically, skill wise, mm. I'll put that I'll put him against Jay. I don't think Jay wants it with him. No, Jay might not want it with him, but I think Who would Ken- want it with him? Like Kendrick he- could go at him right now. <laughs> no, he does not want that. Huh? I love Kendrick. He's my favorite. I artist think right Kendrick now. could do that right now. So. Pharaoh Monch. I mean, Kendrick pointed out M is one of the people he. Pharaoh Monch. You, right? you know, Pharaoh Monch. Yeah. Black Thought. Black Thought. Black Thought is the only one that I'll be like, you know what? That shit would be the most amazing back and forth ever. Ever. Red Black Thought's like my favorite rapper. Red Man. Well, ne- maybe not Red Man. Well, no, I, I love Red Man. Let me slow down. Right. No. <laughs> edit that out. Listen, <laughs> so, that being said, right. I wanted to get that point okay. across. Now, besides that, Last year, Earl was geeking out, being a stand, talking about he met M, and M like said, "I like what you're doing," and he was like, "That was the moment of my life. I never have to rap again." He said those words, right. like, "That my life's complete. I met Eminem." Third, yo, when did it become the cool to disrespect the greats, man? Right, for real. Like, Rock Kim, one of my one of the best rappers of all time. He ain't doing what he was doing in '87, but I would ne- no one would ever sit back and be like, "Yo, right. oh, if you still listen to Rock Kim, why are you doing that with M, or why are you doing that with anybody? Why are you trying to erase their never legacy? Disrespect right, the right, great. right, 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 right. Because they don't. If, if they did that rock and roll, they get hit with a drumstick. Of course. And back in the day, guitar. Yeah, hit with something else. Yeah, hit with a like, guitar. I just wanted to say, like, so the reason you're bringing this up is because I said in an interview. Yo, Earl, if it wasn't for Eminem, you'd be on Fairfax skateboarding asking for money. That's what I Because there would be no shot for Odd Future any of this right. shit without the Eminem with the left field. Like, all those, all the crazy shit he said on records open it up for all these kids. Because right. these kids ain't street kids. They're not, like, they don't come from that, that the the mentality. They're not was, from the hood. They're not from 8 Mile. None of that was open before Eminem right. opened the doors on right. a lot of that. Do you think a lot of kids right now, I mean, you think that's the, that's the cool shit? Like dis dissing the the yeah, fucking like, rap architect. Yeah, I mean, Vince, me and Vince Staples got into a heated argument one time. About okay, it. And, uh, what was the argument? It was basically just talking about you know that he. This is before he said the famous quote that got him in all that shit about nineties rap. He said like nineties rap is yes. In some way, he said it was overrated right, or something. Right. And this is way before that. This is on my show, right. and we just got into it about. He was like, "Man, I'm from Long Beach, and I don't listen to Snoop. I don't listen to Crooked Eye. Blah blah blah." And I'm just like, "Bro, you don't have to do that." Right. You know what I mean? Like, just let, you, you don't have to say you don't like something. Just say you like this. This is what right. you like. And I don't like it when they feel like they can just disrespect the OGs. Because right. on a hip-hop level, that You're standing on their shoulders. Yeah. You're you standing like on their shoulders. I don't like that. Um, you just answered my question because I had a little discussion with somebody on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. And they were like, yo, if a new cat comes out, they should study EPMD and rock him. And they should know who they are. And I'm like, okay. They should know who they are. Okay, they don't have to know every lyric. Yeah, and it's it's we're talking about 30 years, you know. And and listen, listen. I'm an old school cat. You always gotta respect those dudes. Absolutely. But think of it this way: you're a 13 year old kid, 14 year old kid. You want to spit? You don't. You might not even know. I think about that all the time. Who the fuck Rakim is or Kane? But you you should go. You just know that the old nigga is Jay Z. This is you, what you need to know, man, because. It's not fair to do that to them because when the kids that were studying Slick Rick yes. in the early 90s were that age, they only had 10, 15 years right, of hip-hop to study. Right, exactly. Because we're talking about, like, let's keep it real. In 1992, the average knowledge of a hip-hop fan was not, it didn't go before Run DMC and all that. Yeah, you had like, t- you had about l- less than 10 years of, like, like All that Cold Crush yeah. and all the, er- like, the... 
the real early hip hop stuff, that didn't really make the like that knowledge didn't get spread until right. Wild Style got more mm-hmm. uh, more like spread around. Right, 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 right. And before magazines covered it, like there wasn't a way to really. Especially before the digital age, because right. you had to have a cassette of that shit. Yeah, you had, you had to be present. You, you had, had you, to be aware right. of the... Right. So, <laughs> a kid in 92 only had to know about certain shit. Mm-hmm. A kid in 2016, we're talking about... Encyclopedias. Billions of fucking songs. Exactly. Like, how many hip-hop songs exist to this day? It, not as same as 92. Right. It was easy. So, so it's not fair to have, put, to have them be, like, nah, hip-hop they scholars. They should know the top, the top right. 25 rappers. Right. Me. And I know that's subject to opinion. Yeah, right. But I don't think they the, should still the know. Karis one, Rakim, Slick Rick, people like that. I don't care what your opinion is. You should know who they are because mm. that's like, and that goes the same for Pimp C. That goes the same for Outkast. Right. That goes the same for Run DMC. And Too short and all those cats. Yeah, you should know the mainstays of hip hop. Right. Now, if you're now, here's the thing though, because you know I get into this with some of Joey's, you know, with pro era. Like, Joey knows his hip-hop. Joey's stuck in the 90s right now. Everybody, see, he hates that, though. Really? He hates being called that. Because I tell him all the time, it ain't 90s, it's just traditional hip-hop. Right. We make traditional hip-hop. No, but it's- Samples and drums. Right. No, no, but, 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 and and I don't want to get off the topic. I want to still, yeah. But, but, but Joey is so ducked down. To the core. I mean, and I'm not saying that he's no, not making I mean, great shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you could definitely see the lineage between Buckshot and him. I think Joey's a mix of of like Nas, mm-hmm. Duck Down, Biggie, and like um, another element like from somewhere else though. Not necessarily from New York. Right. Definitely Wu-Tang. Right, 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 right. So anyway, going back to what you were saying. Going back, like, you know, this is a whole group of like over 10 kids right. that are all from, born in 95, 96. Jesus. So... I don't expect them all to know, um, you know. Tiski Valley. No, I mean, not even that. Right. I'm talking about, I don't expect them to know. Um, Kid and Play. Who who the Boogie Monsters right. or someone like that is. Right, right, right. But. Most people you, don't know who the good bo- yeah, Boogie I Monsters know, right now. So I do expect you to do your research, though. So when you get into it, like, say that's the sound you're going for, then you should know Diggable Planets. And right. You should know um, Bush Babies. Mm-hmm. And you should know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now that's gonna take a long time to learn. Mm-hmm. But with the internet now, that's the flip side of it. It's, a it's push fucking up. easy with the internet. But you know what I find with these kids, B? Like you ask me something, I'm googling that shit. My kids are asking me Paul shit. Google like, is there's no tastemaker behind it though. It's right. giving you everything. We had mixtapes, so if anything, maybe we should tell them to look up like the Crooklyn Clan tapes right. that Primo is doing, or look up like Stretch and Bobito shit. Some clue shit, something. There has to be some kind of like reference. Someone controlling it mm. because that's why those days were so great because we were fed it. If we liked that kind, we were listening to those shows. Yep. Now it's like you go on a blog. I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite blogs is like Two Dope Boys. Yes, salute but to Two Dope Boys. You can click something and one song will be the new um, Euro Droog and the next one will be, you know, Alyssa Clara, whatever her name is. Right. It, they go kind of all over the place. Which, which is what I appreciate. No, I, respect, I, 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 yeah, I respect that. But I'm just saying, like, even with them who are pretty much on point with the t- with their curating right. of it, it's still all over the place. So it's like, I don't know if that really exists anymore, which is why I say Show Off Radio is the best radio show in the world. Right? Okay, there you go. Um, that being said, man, having that, that, that sense of aesthetic with regard to hip-hop and the boom-bop and, and really kind of preserving some of, like, the... The core values of hip hop. What do you think about the new shit right now? What do you think about Future and and Young Thug and and, and how they're bending what hip hop is? I think when it's original, it's great. But right. There's so many, like that panda dude. 
designer. He did that interview and he's like, yeah, I don't hate on what Future does. It's like, hate on it? Dude, you're a fucking carbon copy. Right, 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 right. I can't believe he answered the question like, I don't hate on what, it. What did he say that on? He should be like, Future's my father. He's my right, favorite right, rapper. Right. Like, that's when it gets weird. Right. Besides that, like. You know who designer kind of reminds me of? Um, comparing it to R&B. Kind of when fucking R. Kelly jacked Aaron <laughs> Hall shit. That's interesting, but because he jacked Aaron Hall shit. Panda is not R and B, bro. I know, but I'm saying compared to Future, oh, right. like how he's jacking his shit and he's coming Future out. Future can actually make R and B. Well, Future has a lineage. Future is, 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 is he's, he's Dungeon Family. He's, music. he's organized noise. He comes from. I respect that. Future. Right. You know why? Before him, there's no one you can say sound like Future. Right. Right. That's true. No copycats. But besides that, like, I'm gonna just leave it at I like what I like, and people can like what they like. Right. I personally love Anderson Park. I love yes. D'Angelo's new album. Mm-hmm. I love soulful shit. Right. Okay. Listen, let's go do a quick break. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. Before I go to this break, I'm going to take another swig out of this delicious blue monster right here that's, that's keeping me awake. Shout out to all my peoples at Monster, F your radio, F your TV show, and F your podcast, except for Show Off Radio. We'll be back. <laughs> Internets. Today's show is brought to you by Casper Mattresses, obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash slash combat and using code combat, C-O-M-B-A-T. Listen, you spend about a third of your life sleeping. Let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies together for better nights and brighter days. Latex foam and memory foam. So they've just got the right sink, just the right bounce no matter how you sleep. And they've got a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you. You could try it up for 100 days. And if you're not happy, they'll pick it up. At the store, maybe you'll get a minute to try their mattresses. With Casper, you'll actually get to sleep on it for 100 days. It's $500 for a twin-size mattress and $950 for a king-size mattress. Comparing that to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. So get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash slash combat and using code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T. Terms and conditions apply. And now back to the show. Hey, yo, internets, we're back with the Combat Jack Show, combatjackshow.com. Listen, Jonathan Mena put a lot of work on the website. Go to CombatJackShow.com. It looks great. You know, we got all the shows from 2016, shows from 2015, and before that, soon come. Um, listen, download my fucking app, the Combat Jack Show. I haven't been pushing that shit in a while. Download the app. Yo, you have the number to the, to the, to the hotline bling? Look it up, Tumbo. And while they're looking up the hotline bling, the Combat Jack Show hotline bling, um, go to iTunes. Um, rate, subscribe, comment. Go to uh, SoundCloud, rate, subscribe, comment. I know y'all fuck with us because we fuck with you. But look, make us look good, man, to our corporate partners. Oh, yes, the Hotline Bling. The Combat Jack Show Hotline Bling, 347-746-2080. Call us. Talk all types of shit. You heard it. You want to be down. Listen, I need more ladies to call, man. I need more ladies to call. Let's jump back into this uh, interview. Yo, Static, man. Yeah. Talk about your affiliation with Pro Era and Joey Badass. I'm the drunk uncle. I know Nori's running with that now. Okay. But I was I was the drunk uncle of uh, Pro Era years ago. Um, basically, 2012, Johnny Shipes reached out. He's like, I got this new cat. Um, his name's Joey Badass. Yes. I was like, send some music. He sent a video. I was like, oh, this is dope. I think it was Survival Tactics. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Capital Yes. So I saw it and I was like, yo. Was, was like Diamond Dozen in that too? No. Okay. 
So I see it, and I'm like, yo, I really like it, but I know that beat. It's from the 90s. It was like Styles of Beyond. Or, yeah, Styles of Beyond. And I was just like, that's cool. They're rapping on a 90s beat. But I was like, I want to hear a real record. Right. So I, I supported it. I played it. But before I was going to start sending beats to the kid, I wanted to hear more. Right. So he sends me Hard Knock. And mm. I was Hard Knock like hit me. I was like, this shit is dope. And that put me on a CJ Fly. Right. So Joey came through. He was finishing his mixtape, 1999. And... um. I did cuts on the song from mm-hmm. the tombs, and he was trying to leave. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you ain't leaving until I play you some beats. Right. First beat I played, he was like, yo, I got it. CJ was like, I got it. And we did Don't Front, which made the tape. The tape came out a week later. Um, after that, the rest is history. I've been like really, really extremely men- involved. Mentoring in the whole nine. Yeah, I mean, he's my little brother. Right. We're both Aquarius. We get along really well. Okay. But besides that, like, we're really, really good friends. Right. Like, that's my little homie. And, um, I don't even look at him as a little homie. Right. You know how you look at some people like, right. that's my little dude? No, that's that's my friend. Joey's a really mature kid. Like, right. So I've been touring with him. We've done over 600 shows in three wow. years. Um, that's since 2013. He seems like a good kid, man. Super good kid. He got a great family. Um, but the rest of Pro Wire, too. It's the right. family. Not, I, yeah, I mean, we, I saw a couple of them when we was down in South by Southwest. Like especially always, Nick, always show me love. Always like show Nick, me respect. Kirk, CJ. Like, that's my immediately fa- right. Like family family. Right. That's why that shit was whack with the with the with the Troy Ave shit, man. Yeah, you know what it was, man. Like, I don't I don't understand that, man. Troy just like the way he said it on the record, right. was just so um, classless of life, right. And it's like you're not even respecting life at this point. Like even people that didn't know Steve, Yo, were wrong very with that very kid? offended, right? Like super offended. And then he could have been like, you know what? I was in the moment. Which is still would not been excused. He could have done that, but instead he called it this way. And double made it down, forty times worse. Double down, man. And I saw a comment earlier. My man showed me. Someone was like, they left a comment on his uh, Instagram, right. and they were like, "At Troy Ave, it's like you played yourself, this and Steve's. And he went on their pr- profile, saw that their aunt just died, and left a comment back and was like, "Yeah, how's your dead aunt? How's that dead bitch? Yo, what's wrong with that kid? I'm like, man? what? I just seen that right now." And I'm like, yo, yo, listen, man. Like, I don't, I don't ever like to promote shit. I mean, I like being a spectator, but that kid got bad energy. It's man. just, I mean, at that point, you promote negativity, right. and whatever happens, happens. Right. Whether it's your career or whether you know, in your walk of life, you, you it hits you in the ass, you know. Um, is there is there any response? Is there any record coming out? This is a Joey response, man. Right. It's never coming out. Right. I produced it. I love it. Is the it only crazy? I'm talking about it. Is it crazy? It's fucking. Well, I we know, talked about I, it in South by South. Nah, but after that, I found out Ebro heard it. And oh, I found word. out that uh, Rosenberg heard it. So right. now I'm, I'll admit, yeah, it fucking exists. But right. it's never coming out. Right. It's free marketing. We should invoice him as it is for free, yeah, uh, definitely, for free definitely. publicity. Uh, Look, um, he's getting talked about right now. Yo, how, how close were you to um, Capital Steve's, man? I'm not going to lie. Um, Steve's probably been to my crib like three times. Right. We probably hung out maybe four or five times. Right. We weren't that close. But the music we made in that little time... Like like water, yes. People like kids breaking the tears talking about that record, and um, that ca- it came out two days before he passed away. And the creepiest part is I scratched on the beginning of the song. I scratched Common's voice. It goes some say some say that the end is near, and he starts his verse. Right. And he passed away two days later. That's crazy, man. So that shit hit me like a ton of bricks. Right. Um, and we have a couple other records too, but Steez is definitely the illest rapper that never got a chance. Wow. That's crazy. He's, man. He was by far 
the best, if not him and Joey right neck and neck in pro as far as right, rhyming. Right. He was the best, man. That's crazy, man. Yo, let's talk about how Nas took your career to the next level, man. Okay. I mean, you know what's funny is I kind of manipulated it. I mean, I absolutely manipulated it. Right. I met Nas um, at WNYU. My man Skiz did the halftime show with DJ Eclipse. Right. Skiz, I mean, Eclipse was out of town. Skiz, I just moved to New York like a couple weeks before. It's 2004. And Skiz is like, yo, Nas is coming to my show. Like trying to stun him. I was like, oh, word, let me come up. Right. And he's like, all right. He was cool about it. So I went up there and I had my mixtape. When Nas walked in the room, I had uh, my newest mixtape out and it had um, Streets Disciple. Not the version that was on the album, the one with the Billy Joel sample. Mm-hmm. And no one had no one had it yet. Right. Like literally, I, had, I was the only DJ in New York. I had it on all the mixtapes on Canal Street, all that. And I showed Nas when he walked in. He's like, yo, I seen this. How the fuck did you get this song? How did you get I'm this like, song? I'm like, come on, man. My, I can't tell you. I mean, now I'll say right. it. My man Jeff two times, you know, from the source and all that gave it to me. But um, Damn, Jeff two times. Shout out to Jeff, man. Two That's times. my brother. That's my brother. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff two times, two times. So uh, Nas is like, yo, that's crazy. You got that, man. Salute. He's right. like, so I was like, can I get some drops before you leave? He goes, yo, you're the only one I'm doing drops for. Really? So he did the interview with Skiz, and I put a mini disc recorder right in front of Nas <laughs> and recorded the whole interview. Right. Acapella. Like, this isn't what was on the air. It was right. just straight from his voice in the mini disc. And I chopped it all up, everything he talked about, and made a whole mixtape, and we called it The Prophecy. I made, like, interludes with it. I found all kinds of exclusives just from reaching out to his management and different people. And um, thank you, man. Got some monster energy thank you. drink. Some more monster. Um on a case, by the way. Um, so, so basically, Nas was mad cool. I did that, and I put it out. Right, sold crazy mixtapes because 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 you had the exclusive and you had yeah. I went in. I put a lot of work right. in this mixtape. Right. It was everywhere, and you made money. I mean, everybody was making money right. in the mixtape game. Right. This is like like I said, two thousand four. Right. So time goes by. It's two thousand five. End of two thousand five, and I'm in the lab of Primo. And I'm like, you know, this is still, I'm like still getting cool with Prem. I've known him for a little while, a couple of years. But he let me, he used to let me come to his studio because I'd get him exclusives for his radio show on Sirius, which he just started. Right. So I'm in there one day and I'm like, yo, Prem, you know, you and Nas are on the cover of Scratch Magazine. Mm-hmm. Everybody's wondering where the album's at. And I'm like, let's keep it real. You guys have one song done. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, people need that, man. Like, and my man Doug was with me. Still and we, need that. We just start hyping up Prem. And Prem's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. He's like, you're right. So he gets on the phone. He's like, where you at? Blah, blah, blah. I go in the booth to do drops. Primo wanted me to do a drop for his radio show, which I was like, ah, oh, hell yeah. Right. So I'm in the booth doing the drop, and Nas walks in. Like, I, he must have been around the corner. Right, right. Because like 10 minutes after the phone call, he, I didn't even know it was Nas he called. Right. Nas walks in the room. So I'm like. I go outside, I'm like, yo, peace, man. I was like, I got goosebumps, bro. I'm right. like so new to the New York thing. And like, I've been, I've been around every rapper at this point, but Nas is always going to be Nas. Right. And that's the homie to this day. Like, me and Nas got cool. But that day, he walks in and I go, yo, Nas. I'm like, I'm out, man. Static selected. Good to see you. And he goes, yo, that mixtape you did, The Prophecy, that's my favorite tape anyone ever did for me. So I'm like, yo, like, let's do something else. He's like, yeah, definitely. But me being like timid with it. Right, you didn't follow through. I was like this. I was like, yo, I'm going to let y'all work. Because me and my uh, man were so uncomfortable being in the room that they made Illmatic and all the other shit. We're in D&D. 
and with Primo and Nas. With Primo and Nas. Yeah, and that's a lot. Primo that's a lot plays to, the beat for Nas, and Nas is like, "This is crazy." Right. Me and my man are like, "Yo, we out." Like, <laughs> I just made yo literally to at, at that point in my life, that was my hip hop moment. Right. I could have died right there. Right. So we leave. Prem called me a couple hours later. He's like, "Not even like a half an hour later." He's like, "Nas left." I'm like, "Ah, that was the day I knew that album wasn't coming." Right, right. But um, anyway, that being said, yeah, a couple months go by, and someone else had given me exclusive: Jay Z, Nas, Black, Black Republicans. Republicans. No one had it. This Ooh. is six months before the album. I sat on it. I sat on it. Yo, I sat how do you on sit it. on that? Because I this didn't is wanna, what I didn't want to get killed, bro. Right. Between Jay Z's people and Nas people, right. like that's a major problem when you leak that record. Right, right. That's a big one. They yeah. had never done a real song right, together. Right, right, right. So I'm like, I'm sitting on it, and I gave it to my man Chubby Chubb, my OG from Boston. Yes. And he plays it on Shade Forty Five. Oh shit! I asked him not to do anything with it. Why'd you give it to him? I mean, I trusted him. Right. But he, and I, you know, to this day, that's my brother. Right. right. But he plays it on Shade Forty Five. He covered it with drops. But I go on the internet, and this is still before the blog days. Right. But it's on like Boxed End, and, mm-hmm. and it's covered with drops. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? So Chubb calls me, and he's like, yo, dudes are looking for you. I'm like, what? He's like, they're mad at you, because whatever. He's like, they're mad at you because I played the record. Someone snitched on somebody, but right. they're coming. He's telling me people are mad at me. Chubb. Because, oh, this is, what, this is why exactly. So I reached out to Big Mike. You know, the mixtape cat. Yes. And I was like, yo, Chubb played it. I was like, fuck it, let's let it go. Let's do a mixtape tomorrow. Right. So I'm calling the, yeah, my bad, I fucked that part of the story up. So I'm calling every record label, everyone, like, yo, we got the Jay-Z Nas, real record. What do you got for exclusives? Jive sent us the whole clips, uh, second album. Uh Um, Yo, I'm getting, my, my email's looking crazy. Wait a minute, how's this working? So because you have the exclusive... Yeah, you I mean, use that as, that's how people used to do it. Right. You'd use it as weight with right, other people. Right, right, So you're like, we're about to kill it. And Big Mike was super Because you didn't want your artists left off the mixtapes. No, we just needed more to put on the tape. Right, we didn't right, want right. it to be like, oh, new Jay-Z. No, no, but I'm saying with the, what, what inspired the labels to give you the exclusives is because. They wanted to be on the hottest yeah, mixtape exactly, out. Exactly. So we put out the tape, had literally 20 exclusives no one ever heard on it. And they were all dope. Like from the clips to, I think, um. You know, Red Cafe did a song mm. for the mixtape. Different people were doing shit just for the mixtape. Right. So we put it out. We sold. We, you know, we must have moved 20,000 CDs Jesus. in a couple of hours. How much money is that, man? You know what? After all the, the wholesale and all that shit, it ain't even that much bread because me and Mike split it. Or like Remo. Shout out to Remo who did all the mixtape distro. At the other day, it wasn't even about that. Right. A couple of G's. I mean, no, it, was a, it was thousands of dollars. But by the time you split all that up, right, right, you get right. fucking 75 cents a tape from some mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. Um wasn't about the money. Right. I probably paid like a month or two rent off it. But anyway, now nah, we were getting money in the mixtape games. Right. But that was such a rush thing. So then I get the call from Chubb and he's like, yo, they look, they're like, so-and-so is mad at you. And like, Nas. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He's I like, fucked yo. up with this dude. No, I'm thinking, what? like, Nas is mad at me because I put out the right. real. He only, he covered <laughs> it with drops. I right. played the song. Mm-hmm. I put a couple drops. So I'm like, fuck. So... I call, the first thing I do is call Nas's manager, who mm-hmm. I knew, Mike Brinkley. And I call him. I'm thinking he's about to let me have it. He goes, yo, Nas is looking for you. He wants to do a mixtape with you. Ah! Ha, ha, ha. So we did the Prophecy 2, right. which is official now. Right. Def Jam gives me, like, this is not my check. They give me the check to print the CDs for $50,000. 
to bring down to the distro cat. I show up to Def Jam with the master of the mixtape a week later after I put it all together, and I go to give it to them, and they're like, nah, just bring it to them. Yo, they let me they bring gave it to you. the they check paid for it. and the CD. I didn't get it, like no money off it. I mean, I found ways to later, but <laughs> I bring the check and the CD master of Nas's official mixtape for Hip Hop Is Dead album to the place to print up 100,000 copies. That was to print up 100,000 CDs without them hearing it, without no one hearing it. Crazy. That shit blew my mind. Crazy. No one even heard it. It could have been like, I could have put whoever I wanted on it. Right. I mean, I slid my man's terminology on there. Mm-hmm. No one knew. Right, right. But, um, like, I could have done whatever I wanted. So I did that. I, that was a moment in my life where I was like, this is crazy. Mm. You know, the next week, forget about it. We're talking about 100,000 mixtapes, physical, floating around New York, L.A., Miami. I was in Miami seeing the shit and, and Wet Willies. Like, mm. crazy. Crazy. So that was how Nas brought it to another notch. Right. And then after that, about 2010, I got a call uh, from Greenland, who's always been Nas' DJ. He's like, Nas wants you to spin for him in Hawaii. I leave Europe, get arrested in New York on the way back to Hawaii for some bullshit. Fuck shit. I beat the charges after. I didn't even do anything wrong. Right, okay. But I got arrested for a couple days. Missed my flight to Hawaii. I land three hours before soundcheck. And I get there in consequences. Like, yo, come to breakfast at uh, Kanye's house. Because Kanye was out there working on the album. Right. Crazy, man. And I had a DJ for Nas that night, working with Kanye for the next three days. Just... Madness, man, that's a beautiful life, huh? Shout out to Nas. And it's crazy you just said that. Cause on Life is Good, you don't have a song. It's a beautiful life. I love that was I'm getting to that, man. That's one of my favorite hip hop, current hip hop songs. On Life is Good. Right. On Bye Bye Baby, which was so relevant to me at the time mm-hmm. because of my ex and all that shit. The first one or the verse. second one? He goes, The, the first next. first X or the second X? No, no, I only got one X right, on okay. that level. I'm i I'm with the second one. Right. So at the end of the song, he goes. Hopefully next time I meet the truest type and something, it's a beautiful life. Mm. Nas says that. Right. And you know what? Subconsciously, I didn't even catch that until after I dropped Beautiful Life. Now, that being said, that night in Hawaii, we're on the beach, right? It's 2010 early. Um, literally, the venue's on the beach and we're waiting backstage for like the promoters and everybody to come bring us to the stage. It's just me and Nas. And I told him this story about six months ago, and he goes, yo, you're right. We're just standing there. He was stressed out dealing with the Khalees shit. Mm. I was stressed out dealing with my shit. And I swear to God, it just got silent for a second. And he goes, life is good. Mm. And the album Life is Good came out two wow. years later. That's crazy. Maybe three years later. That's crazy, man. Yo, it's insane, That's bro. crazy, man. Like, I think he might have actually came up with the fucking title in that right. moment. I asked him that when I seen him in Sweet Chick. Congrats to him. He just bought in the Sweet Chick. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yo, bro. That's crazy. It was just such a great moment bringing back that vibe. Yo, you shout missed, out to Nas. Yo, shout out to Nas, man. I got to get him on the show, man. Definitely got to get him on the show, man. Hey, yo, internets. This portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Listen, Jonathan Mena, our producer extraordinaire and engineer, just built the Combat Jack Show dot com website and it's looking clean man if you haven't been there go to the combat jack show actually it's not the it's combatjackshow.com the website is looking clean you could catch up on all of the current episodes it looks nice it's 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 minimalist and it, yo listen squarespace helps you build a website and even if you know a way around coding creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair 
whether it's for a business site, portfolio, restaurant, or whatever else. In this day and age, you probably need one anyway. Well, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed, regardless of skill level and no coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website, but with Squarespace, you also have the -the state-of-the-art technology that powers your site to ensure security and stability. And you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs. When millions of people and some of the most respected brands like us, the Combat Jack Show, in the world trust in them too. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website. Yo, internets, what are you waiting for? Everybody's hitting me with podcast this and podcast that. We got the greatest podcast. It's like y'all are going podcast crazy. If y'all really want to impress me, don't only put it up on on the platforms that we put it on, but also build it with Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-hour online support and a beautiful website. I told you that. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the Combat Jack Show. We over here at the Combat Jack Show support Squarespace for their support of the Combat Jack Show. And now back to the show. How many times did I say show? Okay, back to the show, Internet. You missed you missed the mixtape game the way it was, man? Um. I miss the competitive race because now who's my competition as far as what I do? No, no one. Not really anybody because... Uh, Let me crack this monster. If anyone is my competition, it's it's someone on my radio station like a K-Slayer or Tony Touch. But K-Slay got his niche. He does like the real, you know, mixtape. Uh, project rap, grimy New York shit, jail, like he does the jails and all that. Yes. <laughs> Tony Touch got like the real B-boy. Yes. He got his lane with that. Rock steady shit. Primo got his show across the hall at uh, Hip Hop Nation. He plays like real grimy underground shit. Eclipse got his. They all kind of do something different. But my show is more of the Kendrick meets the badass. You know what I mean? Like that, it's like a newer, uh, it's just a different lane. Right. So I don't really feel like, and they're all my friends, but I don't consider you that comp- competition. Like right, that. right, 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 right. You speak to action, man? It's been a little while. Right. That's, that's the homie, man. Um, I know he's in Australia right now. Right. But he's mad at me because of a beat. Okay. But but it's it's ill, man, how, you know, over the past few years, man, I'm talking about action, I'm talking about pro era, where the young artists, man, like that are coming up gravitate to you. Because you were working with action a lot, man. Yeah, like, hold on. Let me rephrase what I just said. I haven't talked to action in like two weeks. Right. Okay. Like, that's my man. Okay. It's not 19 years. Like, nah, nah. <laughs> it's been two weeks. I right. know he's on the road and all that. Like, it, action is my brother, man. Right. Um, we're working on the album. Um, his shit is coming out crazy. Really? I had a bunch of it. But think about this. The last time I did your show was with Action. Yes. That's 2011. 2011. Look how far he's come, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Pardon me. I know you didn't think he was going to come as far as he did. Who, me? Yeah. No, I knew. You knew? No, listen. A lot of people No, no, listen, hating, listen, man. listen. Not hating, but just not understanding no, the listen, star power. Listen, listen. 2011, I wanted to manage Action. Axe Action. Okay. Like, I was working at The Source at the time. I had just started the Combat Jack show. We had given him his first feature right. ever in The Source. He was, his first platform was, was was my show. I wanted to manage action. And we were seriously talking about it. I'm so glad I'm not in the management game because my life would have been oh, fucked man. up anyway. Yo, I love action, but managing him is like... No, 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 no. You got to really... You no, gotta, but, like, but, but I You got to learn about food you don't know about. You got to... <laughs> Listen, it was, it was fucking one of the coldest winters. 
And it was right here, down in the Wall Street area. He came to the Source magazine with shorts on, a fucking, you know, snorkel. He doesn't own pants. He don't, yeah, and I was like, you know what? I see it. And, not, and, and, and not, not to take anything away from what he brings to the table, but he's white. And he's got yeah. all of that package. I was like, but "There's no." You know what? I've pause, never seen him get. I never see him get grouped in like the white rapper. No, category. no, because no. he's not like a skinny kid with like tight jeans. Not only that, when you talk to him, you're like, "Yo, you grew up like with fucking." Well, he's, he was raised Muslim and um, Jewish, right? So I mean, that's like. That's, he's he's ethnic. Yeah, action is ethnic. Absolutely, ethnic scoop. Like, I'm, scoop. I'm a white kid, scoop. man. I'm Irish. I was raised right. Irish. Right. Like I don't even when I think of like white boy, like that thing in hip hop. To me, that's like a uh, machine gun Kelly. Yeah, like Chris Webby right. and like Mac Miller. Like those are my homies, but the way they get branded that way is because it's different. I'm like, call, don't call me a white boy. Call me like a fucking Boston drunk Irish dude that'll blast that, you if you look at me. That's kind of a white boy though. Nah, but yeah, it's different. Yeah. Like Slain, to, to you know, a black Slain, dude. Yeah, no, Slain the Coconostra. We, we have our own breed of it. Right. We're proud to be Irish. Yes. But like, I'm, I'm proud to be I'm not fucking with y'all when y'all are drunk. It's watch, a different yo, thing though. Tumbo, watch out for them white boys. Nah, what are we saying? Watch out for them white. <laughs> well, growing up, growing no, up, no. like, like hearing dudes. And, and I know as a white like, guy, no, there's different types of white people to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just don't like. I don't like that word because sometimes right. it's like that's it's, how I agree it's to Condescending, you. not in a way. Am I being condescending no, when I say to you? If you call me a white boy, I don't think you've actually called me that. Like I that. did when I first saw you at, at South by Southwest. I was like, uh, I respect you. So right. the way Thank you. you can say it, um, I'm not taking the same way that if I see. Like a tax stone, if I don't know him, right. I know who he is. If, yeah. if I don't know him and I'm walking down the street, he's like, yo, white boy. Right, yeah. That's different because right. he's like a real That's aggressive man. street right, dude right. that it means it condescendingly. Like if I go in a barbershop and someone says that, I'm like, yo, bro, like, what do you get out of saying? I don't. I never hear it. I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I don't get it because I think I've earned my spot in hip hop. Right, of course. To where people don't do that. Yo, this is ill, man. This is like the. There's this, levels to it. The, but it's just like the just like the, the the word nigga. It's like it's it's ill. How it's crazy, man. I just don't like the condescending. No matter what, who you are, right? Don't talk to me like uh, like you're dismissing me your accomplishments. Like, right? Like I, I I've been chilled. I told you I've been in a fight in a long time. But I used the last to love to fight? knock motherfuckers out. Yo, you, you wasn't afraid of getting hit. What do you mean? I've been hit so many you're times. Fucking, well, I don't want to be, I don't be racist now, Yo, but you're fucking Irish, dude. How many of these little punk little rappers have been beat up, bro? Right. Everybody should get beat up in their life. <laughs> Once. Yeah, a couple times, man. Like, and that's not even saying that. Even if you're like the illest fighter in the world, you're going to get hit. Wait, hold up, hold up. Static, you were nice with your hands? I know you were nice with them Yo, guns. Listen, not, you were nice with them guns, but I didn't know if you was uh, nice Yo, with I was in Brazil two weeks ago, and I, I, we had nine millimeters. We rented them. I, I'm st- I still got it because I grew up shooting. My dad owned a gun store. Okay, what? Yeah. Hold up, hold up. Wait, wait, what part of town, man? He owned it. It was in um, it was on the line of uh, Kingston, New Hampshire. Okay. And it was in Kingston. Right. This is before I was born. So you grew up around guns. So I'm like, he probably closed it a couple years before I was born. Okay, before you were born. But my whole life in his closet, he had 40, 50 guns. Really? So like. We were, like I've had a membership to the gun range since I was one. So he like he 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 taught you how to respect. Yeah, like guns. he had he had blanks in the safe and all that to show like how to right. like nah. I've my whole life I've learned how to clean guns, all that. Can you take guns apart? Uh when I was like probably ten, I right. could have. Now, nah, nah. That's amazing, like, man. I just shot my first gun since I was uh, probably tw- like thirteen, fourteen last week, right. like two weeks ago. Um, what's your favorite gun, man? Um. I like uh, I like the forty five man. That's a big. That's, that's not, those are big guns, man. 
Well, no, the forty-five ain't. The forty-five got a punch to it, but right. like a, my dad had the forty-four Magnum, the dirty hair. Yes, joint. that shit I was scared to shoot because I was ten years old. You I didn't can't. You, there's fly. no you way fly you, backwards. That shit will hit you in the forehead. Yeah, yeah, that's serious. And I shot a forty-five. One of the first ones I ever shot. I was probably nine or ten, and the chamber came back and cut my whole hand open. because oh. you got to hold it a certain way. Right. So like that leave that left certain bad impressions with certain guns. But I always loved the forty-five, the nine millimeter. Um, I'm nice with rifles. I shot yeah. an AK for the first time when I was ten. Yeah. So that like I, that made me proud because I won like this little competition thing. Do you using the gun competitions in the whole night? Not like no like state shit. No. But at, the, at the range I was right. In. Oh, that's crazy. So man. that made me proud. But forget all the guns and all that. I was never the illest fighter, but right. my my Irish knockout style. You had some stamina. But I like I said, man. Rest in peace, Sean Price. Yes. Oh, can we? I can't believe he, he talked me into never fighting again. Unless really? you have to. Self defense. Wait, is wait, wait. What's the conversation you and Sean Price have about? We were not sitting fighting? in my daughter's room mm-hmm. about um a month before she was born. The new place. Yeah. Right. Because uh, your daughter didn't I've been see. There for about two, almost your two your years. daughter didn't see none of that. My daughter's eight months. Yeah, now, yeah. So she didn't see none of that. Fuckery that was going on in the Oh no no no. I lived yeah. in this place for like a year before right. okay. the baby was born. Um Sean was sitting in the room, it was my studio, we were just turning it into the baby's room. And he's like, Bro, he's like, we're just telling war stories and all that. He's like, Bro, he's like, This shit is dumb, dude. He's like, At the end of the day, tell him thank my daughter and walk away. Right. Because if you can't go home to your daughter, or even if you don't go home that night, if you get a bid or if someone like no or if you get hurt anything can happen. Nothing in the world is more important than being there for your kid, man. Right. So it's like some fucking loser at a bar or a hip-hop show or rapper that no, says the wrong the street, thing. Right. Unless you come up to me and I feel threatened, that's a different story. But besides that, none of this shit's worth it, bro. So I'm like... So he convinced... He, so he said that, right? Right. The night before my daughter's born, uh-huh. I fly home from Croatia. Uh-huh. I land, me in terminology, went to a party... We're walking down the street. He's like, yo, let's go get pizza. We go on the pizza spot. I go, yo, I don't like going in. There's always fights in there. This is the, literally the day before my daughter's birth. Right. I walk in, and this dude's like, oh, look at these uh, cabrones. And I'm like, yo, bro, chill. Like, we know what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. Terms Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I grew up around, you know, my whole fucking city was 85% Latino. Right. So I'm, I'm talking about Lawrence, not Exeter. Exeter's white. <laughs> but, um, nah. So I'm like, bro, chill out. Like, you don't have to be disrespectful. And he's like, yeah, you don't know where I'm from. Sao Paulo, Brazil. I'm like, all right, I was just there. I'm going back, whatever. Yeah. He's like, you don't know shit about where I'm from. And at this point, I've had 20 drinks. I'm right. like, you don't know shit about where I'm from. Right. So we start talking. It's I sit down up. with him. Everything's all good. Right. Everything, like we're talking. I'm thinking there's a mutual respect. So we're about to end it. And I go to get the slice of pizza. And he's like, so you ain't going to do shit, cabron. Oh. And I looked at him, he's like, what? And I looked at his man sitting next to him, and I was like, fuck it. I punched both them. And they followed us outside. Shit went down. And in the middle of fighting, I'm like, you know what? I'm a drunk piece of shit. You know why? Because it came to me so clear. Dude, if I go to jail right now, I'm going like, to miss it. You're going to miss it, right. I'm going to lose it. And besides that, the dude's with two other people. Like, we're about to take an L. Right. So Terms in the street over here fighting. In I'm terms of little too, guy, is he nice? Yeah, but I think he was more on some... Uh, nah, I've seen Term fight a bunch of people. But um, nah, he gets in and he got heart. But um, he's over there kind of like talking to the other dude, like, why are we even fighting? Right. And the other two dudes are coming at me. So I'm like, fuck it. Yo, I lay one of them out. The main dude keeps coming at me mad right. times. The cabron dude. And in my head, this dude was like, he was 
he was no joke. Like he looked like someone that worked out and all that shit. And you know, I'm like, I ain't got that much fucking right, right. stamina. I can fight for you a got, couple you got minutes. Some, you got some couple shots, I ain't got but you ain't going minutes, three bro. rounds. After three minutes, <laughs> yeah. I gotta do something. Right. So I keep hitting him. He keeps getting knocked down. And in my head, I'm like, yo, what am I doing? Like I'm about to get either fucked up or, or go to jail. Right. And yo, know, finally the last time, I'm like, boom, he, he gets, he like falls into the fence. You know, they shut the stores. Right, right. And he comes back. I'm like, bro, you really want to keep doing this? And his man's just like, yo, let's get out of here. He's all fucked up. Right. And me and Tarma are like, yo, we out. And we start running. We run into my man's bar. There's an LES. And my, yo, it's straight out of Goodfellas. We run in the bar. They're like, close the doors. They lock the doors. It was like, it was 4, 10, 4, 15 a.m. And they put our hands in the ice buckets. I'm like, yo, my hand was broken. Oh, shit. Then I didn't even care, man. Right. I went to the hospital the next day. Delivered the baby with a broken hand, uh, and the doctor's like, "You should go downstairs while you're here." I'm oh, like, so nah, you didn't even I go? Never even got to look. Right, right, right. Ever to this day, so it's, the, clicks, uh, it's clicking right now. Yes, that, uh, it's clicking. Yo, um, that's crazy, man. But that's why I don't fight no more, man. So nah, please, you, you, if you listen to this. Don't come up to me. Don't come up fight. to him. Don't call. Don't ever call him cabron. Because I'm not going to talk. White boy. Like, don't bomb. do that, man. Yo, listen. It's a beautiful life. How did you come up with that track, my dude? Shit, that was Faction's album. Um. The original sample, Shaka Khan, I had to pay a lot of money for that. I thought that was a house record. Nah, it's, you're thinking of uh, The Music Sounds Better With You, a Stardust record. They sampled the Shaka Khan song. Right. But that's the reason I sampled Shaka Khan is because I love that house record from the right, 90s. Right. So I was like, what if I redo that? So I did it, and the action came over, and it was a joke kind of. And he heard it, he goes, that's what I'm looking for. So we did the record, um, Joey came through, got on it the same night. We did two other records that night. We did the record Slum Villain off my uh, What Goes Around album, and we did Run Up On You, which is on Before the Money. Right. So we did three records in, in one night, and every record made it on a different album. Right. So it's like the trilogy, and last minute action took it off his album. So I'm like, damn, oh, man. I was like, can I have it? Right. And he's like, all right, you can have it. So he gave it to me, and I put it on my next album. But uh, And then way, the video. We had a blast. Was that was the day before the fight that I'm talking yes, about. Yes, the video, man. It's, it's you. It's action. How, how's just is, is Joey is 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 just Blaze? How's just Blaze in the it, video? It was a festival. Um, shout out to my man Fat Philly. He does the Fresh Island Fest. Right. I've been doing every year. I'm on this year too. So it's basically a DJ festival, but they let the headliners like Snoop did it, Nas did it. I was at both of those. Um, Iggy Azalea actually started her, <laughs> her little thing with Snoop at that festival. Right, right, right. She like they tried to like push Snoop and then around like out of the way and shit. Snoop's like, fuck that bitch. And it kind of like, <laughs> that's like 2013. Right, right. Um, yeah, the festival's amazing. So basically, Just Blaze was on it. Action and Joey happened to be booked separate. Right. But I was like, what better place to shoot to the To shoot the video? fucking video. So they assisted us. Beats by Dre helped us out with some bread for the video. The boats, the chicks. The, yo, how was the weather, man? Amazing. Right. Amazing. And um, Action actually missed his flight. So we were supposed to have like twice as much time to shoot it. Right. And we, we started shooting when the sun was going down, but it still looked amazing. Man, that's an amazing, amazing video, amazing record. Listen, I, I'm glad that you're here because I I got a confession, man. Like, we, we've been trying to make this happen for at least a year and a half, two years. I think I've been on your show twice since then and the whole nine. And it got to a point, man, where I really started to feel kind of like not industry, but industry. Like, yeah, 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 you're coming up. But the thing is, your show tapes the same night that my show yeah, tapes. Yeah, And I just felt funny. And I think I was at I was someplace one time, and I was like, shit, 
I hope you don't think that I'm just. Yo, I'm not going to lie. There was a time where I was telling my man Ben Lombrandi. I was like, yo, bro. I was like, what's up, man? The combat <laughs> shit. I remember I used to DM you like, right. bro, what's up? Right, right. But uh, now, nah, you know. But better, when I ran at, no ran into you in South Better, South by, I was like, let's do it, man. What's next for you, my dude? You know what? Um, I'm just working on not wasting records, man. For now on, when I make an ill record, I want it to be in that person's album as opposed to making a compilation right. or any of that. Like Joey's album's coming out crazy. Really? Um, we got the new record, Brooklyn Zone, making, yes. making, love that, love that, waves right now, love that. Um, definitely Actions album, Terminology's new album, Euro Drew, give me got an album. Yo, Euro man, yeah, that kid is amazing, man. He was just with me, and he didn't, like he should have came up here. He should have. That kid is amazing. Let's man. set him up for another time. No, definitely, that kid is amazing, man. Yeah, he's dope, man. Who else you want to work with, man? Jay Z. That's an immediate, like, that needs to happen. Cause is he working on something? Yeah, I heard he was. Okay. Um, obviously more Eminem. I right. got I got two in the stash with Eminem. Not in the stash, two that are out. Right. I just got a plaque for Detroit versus everybody. All right. Congrats on that, man. Thanks, man. That was a that was a big record, man. Like I go to Detroit. I was in the airport yesterday in Texas, and a dude had the shirt on. Right. And you know I got to be on some like, yo, you know the song? He's like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I made it. <laughs> the hook saying static. <laughs> People miss that on the hook and go static. Right. right. <laughs> but, um, yo, man, who's your top five static? MCs, mm-hmm. M. There's no order though. M, Nas, J, Pun, mm. and um. Let's see, the last one is like last one, last one, yeah. Um, Black Thought. Mm. Good, that's a good list, man. That's a good list, man. Yeah. Me and Black Thought working too. Really crazy shit. I, I understand he's really trying to define his solo career right now. You know what must be nice about that is that he doesn't need to. He's right. going to do it his way. Right. And a lot of people don't get that freedom. Right. Because no matter what, the Roots have had the most amazing career of any band in hip-hop. Of course, of course. Ever. But you know when you're a dope MC, yeah, he you still that. want that crown. Because I'm like one of the only people that gets the verses from him. Mm. Like, we have three records that are all fucking amazing. Like, Bird's Eye View, which was with Raekwon and Joey, mm-hmm. where he stole the fucking verse of the year. Then he did Imperial with Action Bronson and Royce 5'9". That was on my next album. And then we put out a um, Couldn't Tell, which was supposed to be on my last one. Right. But we put it out after, but still it got like hundreds of thousands of plays. I'm a cheat, man. Last one. Your top five records that you did. That I did? Yes. Oh, I don't know if I can do that, man. Yes, you can. Um, definitely Bird's Eye View. Mm-hmm. Um, number 99 for Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful Life. That's It has to be in there. Detroit vs. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, probably stop looking, listen off my first album. Mm. It was Styles P, Q Tip, and um, Term. Mm. But that was like the first single I ever made that was like, yo, I got like a classic moment right, right here. Like Q Tip and Styles and I yeah, together. Yeah. Term was the new kid at the time. Who gets Q Tip versus? You right. know what I mean? Like, right. That was so. That was a blessing for me. That's dope, man. What's your relationship with Term, man? I mean, that's my brother, man. We were born in the same hospital, same year. Really? So y'all go back? We go back to like 98, but when we met each other, we found out how much we had in common. We just loved, we were both gangstar stands, but right. we loved gangstar and Nas and all that, right. saying. And, you know, since then, it used to be like a competition between us. He'd be like, yo, I'm doing this. I'd be like, I'm doing this. Right. And then later on, we just like. joined forces, man. He's a good dude, man. I'll definitely have him on, have him on the show, yeah, too, he got man. stories for days. I can man. imagine. He's been in a lot of crazy positions, because he's been in so many different eras of this shit. Like, I feel like, like we... His first real shot was like 2005, 2006, and then like the record industry died, and then iTunes was just starting to grow. Then he had another chance with it. Digital and age. Now he's working with the new cat. Like, 
he was like, you know, Mac Miller came to my crib in uh, 2010. He had never been in New York. First place he ever came was my show. Wow. And he was like, yo, my favorite rap is Term. I was like, yo, Term, come down here. They did a record that night. Like, There's been so many errors of it. Right. And it's weird now because I'm used to people saying, like, I grew up listening to you now. And that, that used to bug me out. Right. Because I was the new cat for so many right, years. Right, right, right. To you, I'm the new cat. Right, right. But to them, it's like now there's 12-year-olds coming up man, to Man, it's shows. so crazy when you go from the, from the new cat to the old cat. But it's the best feeling in the world, That's man. why it's a blessing that I tour with Joey because right. it's like it my keeps... whole life I never got to meet fans under the age right. of 18 or 21. And it extends your legacy, extends your yeah, brand. Yeah, absolutely. That's these, hot, man. These kids are like, I want to do what you do. And like, I feel like for years, cats wanted to get CDJs and do what, what they do. And DJ Khaled told me, stay away from they. Right. <laughs> stay away from they. I like that. <laughs> Khaled's like, don't stay away from they. I like that, though, because there's a lot of they out there's there. There's a lot of they's. Well, very good, man. Yo, I'm, I'm glad this is very... This finally happened, man. How's your how's your voice, man? How's your throat? I mean, it is what it is. Tomorrow I'm, I'm resting, man. Yeah. Good seeing you, man. You know, have Absolutely. fun with your lady. Have fun with your, with your you, baby, man. man. And let's do this again. Internets. You know what this is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Numenati! This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Menner, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production. Yo, come back, Jack. A couple of things. One, stop cutting niggas off. You always trying to finish niggas' sentences and shit. You're a good, good, good interviewer and shit, but it would just be helpful if you let a motherfucker talk. You know what I'm saying? Just just sometimes. I mean, you always get that good information and shit, but I'm just saying and shit. If you would just, like, let a motherfucker talk, then we could get more information. And then sometimes you be finishing people's sentences, and you don't even know what the fuck they're going to say, because then they be like, nah, I wasn't going to say that. Then you be looking stupid. So all I'm saying is, like... Stop cutting niggas off. And then the other thing is, like, when you ask questions, you be asking the same question three times before you let somebody answer it three different ways. That should be blowing my son. Like, you don't need to do that shit. Like, all you got to do is be like, yo, what's your name? Not, yo, what's your name? What name do you prefer? Where's that name that you be called that is? Yeah, whatever. Just stop doing that shit. That shit is waxing. And then, then the other thing, yo, yo, I need you, you, you need to get Nick Grant up in that station, yo. He's the truth, yo. He's my future favorite rapper, yo. Like, he everything, says Like, you got bars, yo. Like, like, you know, people say he's like a young Nas and, I mean, he's like a young AZ, son. Like, he, he got hip-hop on his back. He nicer than Cole, yo. He nicer than corny-ass Kendrick, yo. He 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 got some bars. You need to have him on the show, yo. Dudes in Atlanta, that mixtape is fire. Hey, stop cutting niggas off. Ask a question once. Get Nick Grant on your show. Hey, right, my nigga. You, you the best podcast next to the weed.